This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill, tell you the tales of my life, fill you in on everything you've missed in pop culture, and talk about literally whatever I want. And this week I tried foie gras for the first time, and I want to talk about it because it tasted like... Well, first let's talk about what foie gras is. I asked my producer, Ashley, and she didn't know what it was either. And I didn't know what it was when I was sitting at the table asking, what is that? Because my friends were eating it. It's goose liver. And they put it on a plate like cat food. <laughs> and that's what it tasted like. I had a little piece of it and you eat it on a little piece of bread. And it tasted like cat liver. I'm sorry. This is, you're going to not, you're not going to want to invite me to dinner after listening to this, but. I tried foie gras. I did it. I wasn't going to try it because I am a picky eater. And I was like, I just don't need to try it. You know, I had some pasta <laughs> and some French fries. And I was like, I don't need foie gras. But I do like saying it. And I do like how it's spelled. And I'm drinking a highball energy drink. And I did go to Whole Foods and get some more supplements. So if you've been here since the niacin flush of 1908 then you'll know that sometimes when I go to Whole Foods and get supplements, it can go south, right? But I didn't get anything scary. I saw niacin on the shelf and I made eye contact with it and I was like, we're not doing that again. But I got ashwagandha because I keep seeing people talk about it on TikTok. And I was like, let me try this. Although I don't know what it does. So if my body turns red and I start to like get a sunburn halfway through this podcast, it's because I took a supplement without knowing what it's going to do, which I suppose is one of my favorite pastimes. But those are the things that I've tried this week. It's even more mid-January than it was last week, which tracks. It's hot. It's like 40 degrees outside. It's gray. So um, I guess this is the new normal. It's just like hot Januaries. I got a new coat, which is like a Letterman-ish jacket, and I got it from Uniqlo. 
because I was listening to this other podcast called Articles of Interest and it's about clothing and I'm really trying to get into clothing this year because I realized in 2022 that I dress like a kid in fourth grade who just got permission to wear whatever they wanted and I want to change that. So I got a pair of black pants. Um, I'm wearing them with Vans today, which makes me feel like Jojo Siwa. Like, do I not look like Jojo Siwa in a pair of like black skinny jeans and Vans? Like, I don't even think she wears that, but like, I feel very Jojo Siwa Ian. And um, that's the scene. So now that I've set the scene, I want to talk about a couple of things. Yesterday, I, like I said, went to Whole Foods. When I was checking out, it was one of those checkout moments where the line was out the door, essentially. Like I walked basically all the way. I was standing in the exit of Whole Foods. Like the line just kept snaking around. And I'm used to that in Trader Joe's, but Whole Foods, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, okay, just... It'll move quickly. You're going to be fine. Just hang tight, okay? So I get into line, and right behind me is this guy. And I'm, like, I'm I'm putting out my, like, which fish can see, like, 360 eels? I don't know. But I'm, like, putting out my, like, my, like, back of the head vision. And I'm, like, oh, it's a gay guy. So there's a gay guy behind me. And so then I'm, like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I can just have a grocery store line flirtation without saying anything. Of course, we're not going to talk. We're just going to like stand next to each other for seven minutes, you know, and it'll be like a first date. So I'm standing there and I'm, you know, when you're standing actively, like not passively, like I was standing actively, like giving main character, like I was like trying to stand how (laughs) I was trying to stand like how I would if I wanted to impress someone. And then I got called up to register 16. And I was like, okay, that was the end of our date. But then I get to the register and the guy is kind of cute. And I was like, oh, another date. So I'm glad that I've been preparing by standing actively. And he immediately takes my smoked salmon and he was like, oh, I didn't know you could smoke salmon. And I was like, yeah, it's a mellow high. And I was like very proud of myself for that because I was sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can think on my feet. But then moments like that happen and I'm like, oh, I can absolutely think on my feet. I don't even need to be wearing shoes, you know. And then he was talking about how he read somewhere that he that you could take the inside of banana peel and smoke them and get high. And I was like, okay. And then I was like really looking at him and I was like, he's definitely smoked banana peels before. But then he said it was a book about traveling to different countries and what you could smoke in case you weren't legally allowed to like smoke weed there. And I was like, okay, so like an international book for fiends. (laughs) Like I was like, I would have to smoke a couple other things before I got to banana peels. Right. You know, when you're like, like I haven't done this in so long. I haven't even had a like a bowl in so long. Like I usually just like smoke a joint and call it a day. But remember when you're like 19 and you have your bowl, your dirty, disgusting bowl that you've smoked for a year and 
there's this stuff inside called res. It's res, right? And you, you can like smoke the res. That's when you're like down bad. That's when you're like, okay, you knew you hit a nug somewhere in your room, but you don't know where, but you need to smoke. No, <laughs> like that is some like res shit. I haven't done that in so long, but the guy, the cashier was giving like, you know, he, he was giving res and I was giving riz. So that was good. You know, we don't know each other now. I think that's the fun part about cashiers or honestly just like, I was trying to think about why I even Googled it. I love to just Google a question and I started typing in why are cashiers and I wanted it to say hot, like I wanted it to come up with hot, but people only ask, I said, why are cashiers, why are cashiers asking for tips, not allowed to sit, rude? I was like, no, why are cashiers hot? <laughs> but that's not, I, I found one forum and it was from like gamestop.com slash forum and it was about how to ask out a cute cashier at your local GameStop. And I was like, okay, y'all don't know. But I've thought about this before, especially after getting like a string of cute cashiers at Trader Joe's or something, you really start to be like, is this planned? Do they know what they're doing? Is this a, is this a business strategy to like get some cute cashiers to be like the end of your grocery shopping experience, right? Is this the end of the rainbow for your Trader Joe's trip is a hot cashier. And then I was like, it's a paradox. A hot cashier is a paradox. And this is, <laughs> I was like, can I say this? But you have a hot cashier, but then you would be dating a cashier, right? And that, and somebody listening is going to be like, fuck you. Like I'm a cashier, N nothing wrong with being a cashier. Like what? I was a caterer for like four or five years. It's just that like, it's, it is paradoxical, right? Cause it's not like if you see a hot doctor, right? Societally, we're like, oh yes. Like what a catch. Like he's a doctor. Somebody needs to do a test on who's happier in a marriage. Somebody who's dating a doctor versus someone who's dating a cashier. Cause like I could see it being that the cashier will make you happier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to learn to stop disclaiming everything. Last week I had told the story of my Gucci dilemma and then I made a video about it. Like I made a reel to like post about the episode and then I didn't post it because I was like, Oh no, people are going to get mad at me for having a dilemma about Gucci loafers. And then it's like, okay, nobody literally gives a, <laughs> but that was my, that was my, that was the rainbow at the end of my whole foods experience. And I ate some of the salmon last night and this girl responded to my story and she goes, wait, that's cool. What do you do with it to my salmon? And I was like, um, eat it? Question mark. <laughs> like it's literally ready to eat. Is that gross though? Like just eating, I just like to eat it like smoked salmon. Smoked salmon is, is another paradox. Cause it's like, is it cooked or is it smoked? Right. 
We know nothing in this podcast studio. We don't know what foie gras is. We have no idea if salmon is cooked or raw. We just don't know. So don't ask us. All we know is that the cashiers are hot. Let's talk about dupe culture. Um, some could say that my, my cashier story was a Tinder dupe, right? Because it's like I got to meet someone new. That's what you do on Tinder. Basically, there's a trend going around right now on TikTok that has people going to different stores or holding up different items and saying, Skims dupe, and it'll be like a bra, or like Victoria's Secret dupe, and it'll be like a robe or something. Essentially, dupes are like off-brand versions of a higher-priced item, so like... I think the first time that I heard dupes was in like the early 2010s when beauty bloggers would talk about having dupes of certain products. So it'd be like Jaclyn Hill and she'd be like, oh my God, you guys, I'm trying the Charlotte Tilbury dupe. And it would be like, you know, a NYX highlighter or something. And I think dupes are interesting. I I was doing some dupe research, (laughs) some dupe research, you guys. And there was an article from earlier in 2022 that was talking about how dupe culture, dupe culture is uh, problematic. (laughs) Of course it is, but it's because basic, it's like the Shein of it all, right? It's like you, you see a dress from a designer and then Shein is like, okay, let me design that and I'm going to sell it for $5 instead of $500. So then you have the dupe, right? You don't have the real thing. You have the dupe. So now it's a funny trending joke, but I think dupe culture is kind of insidious. (laughs) I think it's, uh, I think it's just part of fast fashion. I think, um, it's interesting that we went from having knockoffs in like the early 2000s, right? You would have your Louis Vuitton knockoff. You would have your UGG knockoffs. You know, the girl in class would be embarrassed because she had a Louis Vuitton knockoff. But now the kids of 2023 are proud of their dupe. It's not a knockoff anymore. It's a dupe. And I think that's interesting. I think that's the pendulum swinging back and forth on counterfeit items. Speaking of, the counterfeit items outside of the studio are coming back. It's like nature's healing kind of, right? You've noticed it? I, w- I always want to take pictures of it, but I never want to get like beat up for taking a picture. Um, and you're definitely not supposed to take pictures because they don't want to be seen, right? <sighs> I wish I could pause time stop time and just take pictures of everything and everyone. I would be the best photographer. I feel like not wanting to piss someone off. That's another thing I was thinking of is like, do I not take videos when I'm walking around Manhattan because a, I'm embarrassed to, and it's like embarrassing to like take videos in public or B because I'm genuinely like scared that somebody's going to like run up and take my phone. And I can't tell if I've convinced myself that it's the second one when really it's the first one. But I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. It is definitely embarrassing. (laughs) 
especially if you're not in the habit of it. But it's also scary. Somebody could really just run up and take your phone. Um, anyway, speaking of TikTok trends, we've got Scar Girl happening right now. And Scar Girl, I just... I just want to mention it because it's all over my for you page, even though I've started to like really swipe when I see it because I don't understand it's too deep of a dive for me. I don't know who the girl is. I don't know if she's ever come up on my page naturally, like her actual page. I think it might just be like stitches and duets of her content. But apparently there's a girl on TikTok who claims to have a scar on her face and all of TikTok thinks that the scar is fake, right? Yeah. And she's like rubbing at it with a Q-tip. She's like, hey guys, it's real. Like I promise. She's like rubbing at it with a Q-tip. But then other people are posting their scars from two years ago that have already healed on their faces. So they're like, no way is that real. Somebody made a filter of it. So there's a filter of the scar girl filter. So you can put the scar on your face and you can tap the filter to make the scar bigger or smaller. So it's funny, but I'm just like, I don't know who it is, right? Maybe if it was Alex Earl. I guess I'd rather talk about Alex Earl than Scar Girl. Really quickly, Alex Earl is like the current it girl of TikTok. She's like blonde, blue eyes. Um, have no idea why she's popular. <laughs> People keep making videos like Alex Earl is revolutionary. And I'm like, is she? Like, I think she's just pretty. She's just like pretty and in college, right? Isn't that, isn't that the secret sauce? <laughs> I will say that TikTok having it people, like people that blow up on TikTok seemingly overnight and then hold the culture in their hand for like a month or two, is kind of hopeful in this weird way because like anybody could do it, it feels like. Like it gives you this hope that it's like, oh, I could have my it, my it moment on TikTok. Although she didn't blow up overnight. She had been posting mad videos for like three years or something. I keep watching Alex Earl like break down videos and my brain is turning into Alex Earl flavored soup. Okay, so I a couple weeks ago started giving you guys like a fun fact. I don't want to call, I hate calling it a fun fact because it makes it feel like this is second grade and it's not. It's a dinner fact. This is, this is the fact of the week that you can bring to your dinner table, bring to your, your coworker, bring to your group chat. And some of you might know what it is, but basically you've heard of BYU, right? Brigham Young University, right? Yeah, okay, so you know where this is going. My my producer, Ashley, is like face palming. We know about soaking, right? Okay, so Brigham Young University is like Mormon college. Mormon, Mormon kids go there. It's in Colorado? Utah. Utah, it's in Utah. And they can't drink soda or drink coffee or have fun. So there is a thing at Brigham Young University called the BYU Virgin Club or something. There's a Virgin Club, like it's a chastity club or something. This isn't the fun fact, you guys. The fun fact is coming up. We know about soaking. Soaking's not the fun fact. Since they're not allowed to have sex, the kids are very creative because when you are 
college aged <laughs> and horny, it doesn't matter if you're Mormon or not, you're going to find a way to <laughs> nut on something, right? They've come up with a way to kind of like fake penetration and it's called soaking. So basically the guy sticks his dick into the girl, but since they can't actually like in, thrusting would be like having sex. So they're not allowed to do that. So you get a friend to like jump on the bed or like get under the bed and like move the bed so that you're technically not moving, but like y'all are, you know, going for a ride, right? <laughs> so that's soaking, which is crazy to me, but it's real and it happens. And I knew about that, but I didn't know about this. Okay. Chelsea Handler posted a video with her niece talking about another way that kids at BYU are getting off. And it's called bagpiping. And bagpiping is when the guy sticks his dick into his partner's armpit and thrusts because... That's not penetration, right? It's your armpit, right? So like God's not going to get mad at you for like thrusting in somebody's armpit, right? So that's called bagpiping. Bagpiping has led to allegedly an outbreak of crabs in people's armpits at BYU. <laughs> So when I was doing my dupe research, I was also doing BYU crab bagpiping research. And there's an article in Rolling Stone from 2022 talking about how this rumor like crops up online like periodically. Like it, it, it always kind of like comes back because somebody will bring it up and be like, oh my God, the bagpiping led to a, a case of crabs at BYU. And I just think that's funny. So. So what you can do is you can be like, hey, guys, you know about soaking, right? And everybody's going to be like, of course, we know about soaking. Although if you don't know about soaking, then like get into it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can say, what about bagpiping? So that is your dinner, lunch, entertainment for this weekend. Have fun with it. Don't get crabs. <laughs> Also, why was Chelsea Handler talking about it with her niece? I have no idea. Um, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but my connection to BYU is that I failed out of a class in college right before I graduated. It was senior year. I was so done. And I had to quickly figure out a way to make the credit up by taking a class um, remotely, like at some school that was offering a class, right? So I took a creative writing class at BYU. I didn't know about soaking. I didn't know about bagpiping. I didn't know the kids were walking around with crabs in their armpits because they couldn't have sex. All I knew is that I had failed and I needed to make up the credits so that I could get back to partying. And being a writer, I chose creative writing. I wrote a story about me and this guy... <laughs> I wrote a story about me and this guy, this guy from Arkansas that visited me once. And I've told him this since. And um, we were in love, meaning that I was in love with him. And he didn't care. 
And in the story, uh, one of us ends up jumping off the roof at the end. So it's like a gay love story and one of us jumps off the roof at the end. It's honestly like really good. I should figure out what it's called. It's, it's got a good title. I remember being like proud of it, but I submitted it to my BYU professor, not knowing, not knowing that, you know, here I am making up a gay love story. Meanwhile, this professor is probably itching his armpits, right? So I just think that was funny. I passed. I think I got a good grade. And honestly, I keep, the more I tell the story, I always, I always tell it like I had a male teacher, but I think it was a female teacher. So maybe that's why she like didn't care. She, her armpits aren't itchy. She's probably, you know, anyway, that's my fun fact for BYU. Um, I've, I've got here on my docket, Kim Kardashian kid birthday parties are boring. <laughs> uh, something shifted for me. You know, when you think that you're always going to like something and you're always going to see the magic in something. And then one day you wake up and you're like, wait, the magic's gone. <laughs> That's how I felt about the latest Kim Kardashian child birthday party. It was, I think, Chicago's fifth birthday party, and it was Hello Kitty themed. And by this point, we've seen Kim Kardashian turn her blank slate of a house into, you know, whatever the kids want for their birthday parties. And it's always over the top, and it's always excessive, and there's always balloons and toys and games and whatever. And it got me thinking, like, are we just going to watch all like, or do like, do all of them have to have crazy birthday parties? Like can one of them have like a bowling party or something normal, like water a box of pizza and call it a, call it a new year. Right. I was just like thinking about the last time I was enamored by a Kardashian child party. And I think it was something for stormy. I feel like stormy always, always gets it going. Kylie's kids, I think, are more spoiled and out of touch. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think North's last party was on Kim's private jet, but they had it parked in the hangar. I don't know. I'm just like, y'all, go paint some pottery. Go to Color Me Mine. Get out of the house. You know, I know they can't do that, but it got me thinking. Like, I'm no longer impressed by a Kardashian kid birthday party. It was bittersweet, you know? It was very bittersweet. Speaking of uh, Kardashians, though, Kendall and Kris Jenner starred in a new Australian commercial for Uber Eats. And in it, the, the plot of the commercial is basically Kendall is trying to cut up a cucumber and other vegetables and none of them are working. So Chris is like, why don't we just Uber eats you a salad? <laughs> cheeky, cheeky, very funny. I was like, ha ha, ha ha. Okay, I wanna talk about Flowers by Miley Cyrus, her comeback single, New Year, New Miley. The headline from Pitchfork says, Flowers. The pop singer's self-helpy new single illustrates how her music often doesn't match her star power. 
did I manifest this? Last week I said, I can't wait for new Miley. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> and it doesn't, it never sucks. That's the thing. It never sucks. It's not like you hear it and you're like, what the fuck is this? What is she doing? It's more just like, it, th this is it. This is what y'all came up with. Like, she needs to call Disney and say, hey, Disney, it's been a minute. Hey, do you remember um, the song See You Again? Yeah, do you remember the producers? Do you think you could give me their contact information? Because we need, I need to see them again. I need to do that again. Remember Party in the USA? And I like that Pitchfork gives her the star power because like it's true she is such a star she she's such a star she's so charismatic she's so cool you want to be her you want to be friends with her you just like she's got it she has the it factor but what is it with her own music that is just it's frustrating because it's like it's not again it's not terrible it's just like what is this um flowers has this music video the other thing about the song is that before it came out people clocked the uh drop date was the same as liam uh what's his name liam hemsworth <laughs> i've already forgotten about him liam hemsworth she dropped the song on liam hemsworth's birthday January 13th. And now there's a bunch of articles. If you type in Miley Cyrus flowers, all the top articles are like, here are all the Easter eggs you missed. Here are all the Easter eggs. And people are just making shit up on Twitter. People are saying that she's wearing the suit that Liam wore on the red carpet when he told her to behave because she was like licking him like a dog. <laughs> And she's just not. She's not wearing that suit. And then people are saying that she's doing his workout in his home or something. Like, I don't know. But the video is giving Joker vibes. Like, she's, like, dancing around kind of like a lunatic. And then she does this, like, intense workout. She does, like, a hit workout. I think I like the video more than I like the song. But um, I'm hoping that the rest of the album, Endless Summer Vacation dropping in March, the same day as Lana's new album, will be good. Will give us some hit. I would love a new Miley hit. Would love a new Miley hit. Will she give us one? I'm hopeful. Let's get into some headlines. This is from E. Gwen Stefani declares, I'm Japanese in controversial interview. In a new interview with Allure regarding her beauty brand GXVE, Gwen reflected on the launch of her first beauty line, Harajuku Lover's Fragrance, which was inspired by Jap Japan's Harajuku culture. While discussing the collection, which some have criticized as blatant cultural appropriation, Gwen doubled down on her decision, going as far as to say that she is Japanese, despite having an Italian-American father and Irish-American mother. That was my Japanese influence, and that was a culture that was so rich with tradition, yet so, yet so futuristic, so much attention to art and detail and discipline, and it was fascinating to me, Gwen told the outlet, reflecting on the influence her father's frequent travels to Japan had on her. When she finally visited her, 
When she finally visited Harajuku herself, Gwen shared that she had an epiphany of sorts. I said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. <laughs> Additionally, she is said to have described herself as a little bit of an Orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl, a little bit of an English girl. I remember Japanese. I remember, <laughs> I remember Japan. I remember Harajuku girls when, um, Gwen Stefani was doing like Hollaback Girl and, and like the early 2000s stuff. And I remember it because me and Gwen, you guys know Gwen, not Stefani, Gwen, my friend, Livy. <laughs> Her brother was uh, doing travel abroad in Japan. And she had this, uh, there was a Japanese like candy store in town called Sea Ranch. And we would always go and get like Japanese candies. And so we, we were obsessed with the Harajuku girls. Like we thought it was like so pretty and fun and cool. And so I understand Gwen's appreciation. And I think this is like an entirely different conversation, which is like, you know, where did we go wrong? Where, you know, uh, like, was it okay that she like totally just like, co-opted Japanese aesthetics for her own art and music. I don't know. I honestly like don't, I couldn't answer that. <laughs> and I, I would assume that if you asked a Japanese person, you know, some would say, yeah, that's fucked up. And some would say, no, who cares? But I understand her appreciation for it, but it is, you know, it is weird of her to say that she's Japanese because it's like, okay, I would murder someone for chips and guac, but that doesn't mean I'm Mexican, you know? Is that, like, no, like, is that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ever say, like, I'm not, you know, just a white guy from Chicago. Right? I don't know. I understand her appreciation. Everybody understands appreciation, but, like, why would you say that? I don't know. It's also 2023, so it's like y'all should know about saying stuff like that, right? This is from Yahoo. This is from InStyle, and then Yahoo reposted it. Kylie Jenner wore the shortest romper and knee-high boots for a photo shoot in the middle of nowhere. It's giving Windows XP screen si screensaver vibes. On Monday, the makeup mogul shared a slideshow of pictures of herself posing in a field of grassy hills seemingly far from her native Calabasas. In the snaps, which were captioned Kai Ventures, Kylie wore a shoe super this is a tongue twister. Kylie wore a <laughs> Kylie wore a super short black romper with a back cutout and a pair of matching knee-high boots. While many of the comments on Kylie's post were about where she took the photos, it's a toss between the real-life XP screensaver field or Teletubby's Tubby Hill. Sister Kim Kardashian, ever the businesswoman, called her out for wearing a look from her brand and not mentioning it in her post. Can you tag at Skims, please, lol, Kim wrote, to which Kylie responded back with an even shadier reply. I had to steal this from mom's house, and now you want me to promote? Wow, at Skims, Kylie said, hinting that she didn't receive a promo box of goodies like everyone else did in the family. But for those of you who are dying to know, Kylie is wearing the Skims Raw Edge onesie in Onyx. <laughs> okay, thank you, InStyle. I was literally dying to know. 
Skims Raw Edge onesie. Can I get the um, Raw Edge onesie <laughs> in Onyx? Raw Edge onesie. I'm going to get my, my soonest niece or nephew a Raw Edge onesie. I wonder how that works. I'm just always so curious as to how it works. Did Kim say, okay, Kylie, can you post this? Or do they really just like lead their own lives? And Kylie literally just posted up and Kim was like, wait, tag us. Because that Kylie posting that alone and tagging skims would have been like, okay, but this interaction making news is, you know, now a news cycle. So and they know that by now. So, like, did they plan it? Did Chris plan it? Did Kim really not send Kylie a PR package of raw-edged onesies? Do the raw-edged onesies come in different colors? It's actually a link. Oh, I can click it. Raw-edged onesies come in marble, thunder, onyx, and gunmetal. And, of course, onyx is low stock now. <laughs> Because Kylie was wearing it in the grassy fields. Headlines, man. People be out here. Out here in the grass. Definitely let us know in the comments. <laughs> if you think that was planned. Okay, this is from, like, E! News, maybe? Eve Jobs deletes Instagram after news that Selena Gomez is dating Drew Taggart. So, Selena Gomez is reportedly dating the Chainsmokers' Drew Taggart, news that the internet is reading all kinds of into due to the fact that, up until recently, everyone thought Drew was dating Steve Jobs' otter. Steve. <laughs> is this the ashwagandha? I'm like, and the, 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 the. Everyone thought that Drew was dating Steve Jobs' daughter, Eve Jobs. To be fair, these are all tongue twisters. Like, whoever is writing these is sitting like I am in their notepad. Like, everyone thought Drew was dating Steve Jobs' daughter, Eve Jobs. According to Us Weekly, who broke the news to, of Selena and Drew's relationship, Eve and Drew have parted ways and are totally, totally amicable. <laughs> However, Twitter sleuths are pointing out that Eve and Drew were posting each other on vacation as recently as December 31st, 2022. While Drew's photos of Eve remain on his page, fans notice that Eve appears to have fully deleted her account in the wake of Us Weekly breaking the news that Drew and Selena are dating. So when I first saw this, I was like, okay, perfect. Selena Gomez and the Chainsmokers are going to come out with a banger. We needed this, especially if Miley's not going to deliver. Sorry, Miley, I'm not pinning the Disney girls against one another, but if you're going to give us flowers, I'm going to need Selena and the Chainsmokers to give us something better how about trees <laughs> she should come out with bushes people always comment on these news articles and sometimes i'll read the comments and i read the comments on this one and somebody named anthony said who gives a fig question mark question mark and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna start using that who gives a fig like literally who gives a fig and then somebody named richard said Pound it, smiley face. <laughs> I didn't even know that. How did I not know that the hot chain smoker was dating Steve Jobs' daughter, Eve Jobs? Like, how did I not know that? How did that not register on my radar? I feel like that's like very hairy piece of information. 
I, and I, I think I follow Eve Jobs. Like I am very clued in. I guess I just didn't know. That's why I haven't seen her in a minute. She deactivated her account. I don't, I, Selena's one of those like celebs that I think it's like shopped around in a romantic way. Like, you know what I mean? I think she's like very tabloidy that way. Um, and she's been linked to many people that she was never actually dating. And I think this is one of those cases. There's not really any sources and it's not actually been confirmed by anyone. So it just says like, us weekly says an insider right so i don't think that unfortunately i don't think it's true but you know even if it was true who gives a fig who gives a fig anthony is very right for saying that i'm gonna end this by saying that one of my i don't like the last time i laughed until i cried i don't like I can't remember until this weekend I laughed until I cried and I am so thankful for that. And it was because of a TikTok and it's this girl on TikTok and she makes, she works at McDonald's and she makes sausage, egg and cheeses and she shows everybody how she makes them. <laughs> she sometimes will pronounce sausage as shosh it only sometimes though sometimes she says it correctly but it's become this thing where like all of her followers all of her comments like it's all about the shosh it <laughs> the shosh it egg and cheese i'm gonna play you a little clip of it right now this is how we make a shosh it egg and cheese mcgriddle at our mcdonald's sub scramble egg first you're gonna get your cheese then your shosh it patty Shosh it. Shosh it. All of the comments are about the shosh it. And when she doesn't say shosh it, when she just says sausage, all the comments are like, no shosh it, no shosh it today. <laughs> and I know that anybody listening is going to be like, okay, Harry, you had to be there. Like, this is like, this made you laugh until you cried. Like, are you okay? I can't explain it. I really can't, but something about Shashit and something about her knowingly saying it sometimes. To me, it's Groundhog. It's like Groundhog Day. It's like if she says Shashit, we're going to have a good day. If she doesn't say Shashit, get back to work. You know, today's not the day. Don't ask anybody out. Don't make any big purchases. But if she says Shashit, book the plane ticket. Do the thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> she she changed her bio on TikTok to say saw and then a poop emoji shashit and when she doesn't say shashit the comments there's like a really popular comment that people will comment like over and over and it's shashit redemption <laughs> shashit redemption you guys i don't you I can't. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. <sighs> if you want to follow her, you can go to at K-A-L-L-M-E period Y-A-N-I-I-I. Call me Yanny. I'm not going to call her Yanny. I'm going to call her Shashit. Shashit. <laughs> Shashit. Egg and cheese. 
See, she says it normally sometimes and the views go way down and everybody has a shit day. You know, that's, that's the way the shaw shit gets made. <laughs> okay, you guys. I hope that everybody has a beautiful week. Oh, I'm actually, we're workshopping some new developments for the pod. May or may not be on the market for a faux host, not a co-host, but I keep on wanting to talk to Ashley and Alex, my producers in here. They're working, right? They're doing the sound. They're doing the video. They are making the show happen. I need somebody whose sole purpose is to just like sit and talk to me, but I still want to do the talking. So like this isn't, it's not a co-host. I'm calling it a faux host and I might be on the lookout for one. So if, if, the person I'm thinking of, I, I'm not going to, whatever. I will talk to you guys next week. Great things are happening. Go make yourself a shoshit. Go get bagpiped. Stream flowers or don't. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye now. Bye.